0: Welcome to season three of The Better Way, a podcast by Buildertrend. Here, you'll learn to simplify and establish processes that will help you achieve your goals. There's a better way to run your construction business, the Buildertrend way. Tune in this season as Zach Watovich from Buildertrend's training team chats with Nick Schiffer, owner of NS Builders in Boston, about boosting collaboration with Buildertrend. In this episode, Zach and Nick are chatting about the best ways to identify your team's essential features. Welcome back
1: to the better way, episode two, essential features. This is Akwitovich here with Nick Schiffer. You heard in episode one how to get team buy-in. And now we want to actually talk a little bit more about Builder Trend, which, Nick, you've already told us how much you love Builder Trend. It took a while to get you there. And now yeah. we can get into the actual operations of how do you use it. And, totally. and we kind of alluded to the the ocean or I used the mountain analogy in episode one. I think that's kind of like builder trend in a nutshell is there's just so many things that mm. when you log in, you're kind of like, whoa, what, where do I start? Where do I begin? And that's kind of my my first question for you is where did you begin? Where where did you grip onto first? What would you recommend people kind of steer towards? Are you going like QuickBooks integration number one or, you know, is it maybe and something that little...
2: wasn't even on my list? Like, <laughs> yeah. That...
1: Looking it's, back, uh, like, yeah, I would have done that.
2: Yeah, definitely that, you know? <laughs> Um, Well, I mean, I I alluded to in the first episode is that, you know, uh, daily logs is what, you know, kind of pulled me in. And it was just the ability to go back and look at what happened on what day. And, you know, we had a scenario where um, we had a client reach out saying that we left her garage door open and et cetera, et cetera. And I look back on our log on our log and I'm like, we weren't even on site that day. And, you know, and come to find out it wasn't us and it was their daughter or something like that. But, you know, and that's, you know, that's a light example. But to be able to reflect back to what was going on, you know, each day of the job has been enormously helpful uh, for us internally. And now we share that with the client where, you know, oftentimes they don't live there. So being able to log in each day and see what's going on really eases their mind and lets them know just how much work is getting done, Um you know beyond that yeah quickbooks integration was huge because we started you know running all of our job costing through it you know i think many people that are going to be listening are going to um, relate to me here is that in the beginning there was no job costing <laughs> it was money in the bank account money out of the bank we're
1: making account. we're making cash that's all we care yeah, about
2: yeah and it's you know we i don't how did that job go i i mean i think it i think it went pretty good we're in the black it's yeah, all that matters right now PL looks and, good right and it's like you know and basically the only financial audit i ever did was when my tax accountant told me how much money i owed and you know so starting to utilize the features of job costing was huge um and, you know and that's something that we've continued to refine on um and you know we've we've been able to capture everything now it's a matter of how we're organizing it through cost code structure Um, you know, that's something that we're constantly kind of refining. It's, you know, it's always, it's always these micro refinements that make it, um, a better and better experience. And, you know, I would say that the, the biggest impact, uh, that any of these features have had for us is the fact that we're able to see the health of each one of our jobs. And we're able to log in, you know, even from the schedule function where We're able to set a baseline schedule and then find out, you know, why are we a month behind? And every time that we've slipped the schedule or moved something, you know, there's that audit trail where you can kind of open it up and be like, lost two days to rain, you know, delayed appliance delivery, et cetera, et cetera. So, but the financial piece has been huge for us in the sense that, you know, if we're entering every cost that we have for that job in there, it's there. And we're able to look right in front of our face and say, "This job, we have spent this much money. This is how much money we've collected from the client, and you are either making money or you are not making money." And you know, and it allows for us to, you know, um, course correct. Now, you know, in the beginning, it was more of just kind of dump it, figure, it, finish the job, and look at it at the end, and then figure out how we did. But now, the more we have refined things and the, the more structure we've put into place. Now we're looking at it on a regular basis. You know, the r- the reality is, is that's being updated, you know, on a weekly basis, if not multiple times a week, but we're, you know, at the very minimum looking at it on a monthly basis. And and I think for us, that has allowed us to really understand the health and the profitability of our company, which has in turn allowed us to grow uh, at the rate that we have in the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, it, it can take a little bit. They bring up the fact that, a lot of people look at Builder Trend's budget at the end of the job still because mm-hmm. they probably are still learning it. But once you right. really master it and you see it, then you can start to really pull things. There's still value in looking at it at the end of the job, but there's even more to perceive and gain about how that project is progressing during once you kind of understand how things work and connect and move and change and your actions have implications elsewhere. There's a lot of places we could go in this conversation. I do want to just kind of touch on your daily log process. It's funny because I think a lot of people undervalue daily logs and not just from, he said, she said situations where you kind of have some ammo, but just the process and the ritual of keeping jobs up to date progress. What did you like in your daily log? Do you have any standards that you put on your employees like I need to see this this and this 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 many pictures do you yeah, have any we break
2: it down we break it down by trade really like what, really? what happened per trade so it's you know hey there was three guys from ns builders here today and we focused on xyz and two guys from our plumbing company were on site and they got the you know half bath completely roughed um and you know and making sure that we understand what all the trades got done um we've created actually a uh, a custom field that is hidden from the owner so if we do run into issues right like the skylight was delivered and it was it was smashed in a million pieces well we'll probably d- dump that into the the issues hidden from owner because you know we don't want to just toss that in the daily log because you're gonna get an email from the client saying so what's the plan <laughs> Be- because you know and maybe we don't have a plan yet so I, we if if we're gonna share unfortunate news, then we need to share unfortunate news with our 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 actions and how we're going to correct or you know work around that and you know so we've decided to have that there so we can always reflect back to you know how, when when did that issue come up and you know how do we resolve it uh, and pictures are a must you know it's you know take a few pictures up close and take an overall some overall because the client is going to be looking at these at these logs and we want them to have a visual aspect to it. Oftentimes, you know, I I, had said it before is that I check them every day at six o'clock. If I log in, there's no pictures. I don't even want to read the text. I'm like that, that day log isn't done. Right. We need, we need photos. I want to see photos and then I'm going to go back and read what's going on. But it, it, you know, the consistency every single day, I, I, you know, I really, Ask of my team that when they're they're leaving the job site to hop in the when they hop in their truck right before they head home, take it takes five minutes. And you know, and sometimes I'll be on a job site or I'll run to a do warranty call and I'll do a daily log. And you know, I open up my phone, I hit create new daily log, select the job, and then I just voice the text. What, what happened? Hey, I went on site today to check out the powder room sink uh, and put some iron out on the rust stain and planning to head back there tomorrow. Upload the photo, press save, and I'm done. And it's you know it, for uh, me the the biggest ritual is that it's done every single day. Yeah, that's. Do you share every daily log
1: with your client every day too?
2: We do. Um, it was something that we you know for the first couple probably for the first year we didn't mm-hmm. just so we could kind of get get it down and I um you know because they they re you know I wanted my team to understand how they should be writing stuff too and you know. John Horahan, who's a co-host on the Modern Craftsman podcast with me, you know, I think he's said it before, is that it needs to be written in a way that, you know, when you're your your wife could read it and understand what's going on, meaning, you know, nothing against uh, our wives, but they're not in the industry. And we you know, we tend to explain things with like industry terms and it doesn't make sense where it's like, no, like you're talking to you write that as if you're talking to a homeowner and you know and and read that so when you read it it's it's positive it's explaining what got done and it's explaining you know the the process in which it took so there the client ha- finds value in reading it and and appreciates what got done that day yeah i think i've talked people
1: through this process quite a bit on the road custom fields i'm glad you brought that up if there are things that you want to create a form more or less we have the ability to do so and and that's mm-hmm. kind of universal throughout most features in builder trend. Right. Are there other places beyond, on daily logs, even that
2: you've added custom fields to kind of oh, track yeah. information? You just customize yeah. the hell out of it? Yeah, I think we have custom fields in pretty much everything. Um, and even after our onsite consulting, it's something that we're, we're likely going to implement even more um, because it is it, there, there's some, things that, you know, you guys have done a great job building something that is universal, but you know, universal doesn't mean that it's perfect for everyone. It's just, it's adaptable for everyone. And we've been able to adapt a lot of what we need with the use of custom fields.
1: Yeah. I think that's something that gets missed quite a bit for new users is they feel like what comes in the box is what it is. And a lot of times I'd say nine out of 10 times, I can creatively solve a problem through a custom custom field field, if it's actually available on that feature. Totally. So on the scheduling, I'm also curious, how was that the next place? So Daily Logs, obviously, is where you started. you kind of move through our project management side onto the schedule after
2: that? Schedule was actually pretty recent, so I think oh, really? the financial was really the, the next piece. Okay. Um, you know, schedule is something that I just never made the time to really dig into the process in which it should be set up. And, you know, it was just about a year ago now that we've really dove head first with scheduling. So it, it went. It went from daily logs into uh, job costing, and making sure that we were job costing accurately, um, and processing you know vendor payments, um, you know through the through the PO process, uh, linking it with QuickBooks, hiring you know an outside account accounting firm that could manage um, the QuickBooks side and understand builder trend. So you know, after daily logs, I would say it was definitely it was heavy into the financial side
1: of it, which is great. With the financial system, Builder Trend kind of has like a track we try to put people in, but it's not that we don't recommend going to the financials. It's just there's a lot of pieces to it. So let's talk about that process. You mentioned your cost code auditing. Did you have your own set of cost codes that you kind of? already were using did, did you
2: gosh that is a sensitive subject
1: <laughs> oh um... no it's about to get controversial
2: on uh, the better way today I I have changed the, my cost codes three times and it's a ni- if I done can that, see the nice
1: PTSD experience. in his eyes ladies yes, and gentlemen
2: it, it's funny I thought we were going to do it again after the on-site consulting
1: oh no here here um, we go we, again
2: I know we collectively agreed that we what we have is actually pretty close to what we want. So we can just make some adapt, uh, you know, changes to adapt to it, to, to the needs. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we, we did, we had a cost code structure, Um, you know, there's, you know, for anyone out there, just a general note there, there's such a great network of builders and contractors that are so willing to share through social media, especially if you're giving, you know, people are, are also willing to give back. Um, And I've been able to connect with many contractors and other builders, and many of them have shared their structure from cost codes and the way they do things and why they do it. And, you know, in pretty much like anything I've put into place, it's been a collection of understanding how other people have done it and taking what I like about it and adapting it to fit my needs. Uh, So, you know, I set those cost codes up and we we dumped them into BuildTrend and ran with it
1: during that revision process, what did you feel like was missing or what, what changes, just an example of that you needed it was, to refine? I feel
2: like we were constantly coding things to categories that didn't make sense because we didn't have a category for it. Right. And it's like, I didn't want this, you know, commercial like 54 division or 50, whatever, 50 something division mm-hmm. cost code structure. I wanted to base it around the 16 division. Um, and then I, I did that and I basically modified in between to kind of outline material labor and subcontractor separately. Um, and it's, you know, that's where we're at now where it's, all right, that, that covers a lot of it, but we can kind of refine a lot, uh, within that and have, you know, a little bit more granular in some areas and then less granular in others.
1: Yeah. I think that was probably even where I wanted to go with it. Did you find yourself simplifying it or adding more detail in that process? Sounds like it's a little both.
2: I think adding more, we were adding more detail, but in doing that, we were simplifying the process.
1: Right. Did, when you're going through this initiative, did you involve your people? Oh yeah. I think that's huge.
2: A lot of people make that mistake. Yeah. I mean, and I look now, it's like I'm thinking of one specifically we have, um, interior door hardware, pocket door hardware. It's like, why is that like, and they're in different categories. It's like, you know, in my team's like, which one do I put this under? And I'm like, great question. Why do I have two? Um, Thanks for bringing that to my attention. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I'm just going to keep ignoring that. Um, But that's, you know, the team involvement is huge and we, that's really what ultimately, why we decided not to redo them because the team was like, no, we don't need to, you know, We're pretty close. We just have to make some changes and add a couple to resolve the issues that that we're having currently and we're good to go.
1: That ties into our first episode with team buy-in, giving people agency to make these decisions, listening to their feedback, makes them feel like they're part of the process. And then it's a community versus you're gonna do this because I told you to do it. And it just avoids that whole more conflictual approach and be like, no, no, we're gonna give you your input you're the one using it, et cetera, et cetera. And then I think from an essential feature standpoint, once you get your cost goes down, that unlocks almost the whole program on the financial side. Yeah.
2: And that's, and that's funny because that's really what the meeting came down to is that everything (laughs) revolved. Like I talked to Brett yesterday and he's like, Hey, so really, the next action item is for you to fix those cost codes. <laughs> Get on I was it! Like, what do Come you on, mean? Nick. I thought this was on you, not me. <laughs> uh, but it is. It, it, that like that is the core for everything. It, everything revolves around it. You know, your financials, your accounting, your schedule, your subcontractor grouping. Everything revolves around these cost codes. So I, I do think that, in you know that that needs to be number one priority.
1: And then thinking back to when you initially got the cost code set where did you go from there did you estimate did you start bidding i mean where did you kind of gravitate towards once you got the cost codes into the program
2: so i've always estimated outside of the program um it's just how i've always done it mm-hmm. um we end up uploading our information into the the portal in the estimate um, but it hasn't been something that we we use as a working document um but yes, I mean, we, we took those cost codes and then took them, built them into an estimating sheet that we use. Um, and it gives, it's like that checks and balance, right? It's like if you list out all of the cost codes and when you're pricing a job, you look at each cost code and say, you know, does this job have bathroom accessories? You know, does this job have mirrors that I need to consider? It's like it's one of those checks and you can say yes, no, and then attribute a cost to it. So, yeah, I think from there, it was making sure accounting was set up and that, and then going right back to estimating. So when any new projects coming in, the cost codes aligned with how we were going to track them financially.
1: Makes a ton of sense. Didn't get done overnight, obviously, New. but looking back, how long have you been with Builder Trend again?
2: I got to really look this up.
1: Do um, <laughs> you, you get that question asked a lot?
2: Yeah. Uh, two and a half years, at least. Yeah.
1: So yeah. just looking from two and a half years ago to today, the strides you've taken are immeasurable, are probably.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I attribute to where we are um, today to many things. Um, but, you know, the, the the structure and the procedures that we have in place are, are definitely at the forefront of that. And I say that knowing that we're still not, you know, we're not operating at 100 percent. Uh, you know, probably not even at a 85, 90%, um, which means that we still have a lot of room for growth, but should we have not put these things in place? I don't think, you know, I don't know if we would have really survived the growth. Um, I think we would have had to retract a lot, um, because just the, the lack of systems that we really started with.
1: The other piece of that, and we haven't talked about this, but I'm curious, did you use templates pretty early too, or is Are you in the process? I don't use
2: any. I don't use any templates. Uh Oh,
1: okay. Now we have to have a talk off air.
2: Yeah, we definitely have to have talk off air because that was that's actually a big conversation with Brett. Is that we every job was a new job, and he's like, "You're out of your mind. You know, you need to set up templates." And I and I agree. I'm nodding my head.
1: You can't see it, but
2: (laughs) what what has been um, for us, and this is you know nothing but an excuse really, is that we we have evolved and changed our company year after year where stuff hasn't been templatable. Um, but we're in a position now that we can really start to template things and we also weren't utilizing enough of the program where it's like, Hey, template that schedule because it's like, nah, that schedule kind of sucks. We never really set that up. (laughs) We never want to look at that schedule again. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But now we're in a position where it's like we've done a lot of work and now we can start templating these things. Um, and it's, you know, I mean it's everything man like we we pre-construction agreements you know I would delay sending them out because I had to write them up and it's like now I've templated that you know uh, with another program in a digital document where it takes me five minutes to fill in their information it sends it over to them they electronically sign it. it kicks to accounting says hey bill them for a retainer it's like it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. So it's the fact that I was you know, making these processes harder by basically redoing them every single time was just asinine.
1: It it, it can be hard to see the long-term vision. I think it's, that's why it's great to have someone like you on the podcast to talk about it because even really successful people are still looking to improve and get better even though they've reached yeah. a very high level of success. So Yeah, totally. Well, that's about it for episode two. Where we got into essential features. It's got a little in the weeds, but I loved it, Nick.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think you knew that Come with me coming on, I was just going to go down these rabbit holes. <laughs> I'm all
1: for it. Hopefully our listeners are too. Join us next time. Where we're going to get into the mobile app in episode three. Nick, thanks for joining me today.
0: Thanks for listening to The Better Way. If you're a Buildertrend customer, schedule a training to learn more. All listeners, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to The Better Way wherever you get your podcast. Also, visit buildertrend.com backslash podcast to sign up for the email notifications when the next season drops and explore our other podcast, The Building Code. Don't miss our next episode about collaboration between desk and field.